It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. We're with Matt Braun today. Cannot wait to get started talking Byron Buxton, talking free agency, talking 2022 Twins on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So welcome to Matt Braun. Matt is here with us. We're on video this time. Matt was on this uh, on this show and before we even knew what Zoom was like two years ago. <laughs> we didn't even have Zoom. I think we're on Skype. Matt, how you been hanging, man? Are you ready for the winter and how is it out west? Well, I, I feel like I'm sullying the professionalism of this now. That was that was impressive. I'm <laughs> Thank a... you. Yeah, we're, we're big time, I guess, on YouTube now. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, only big time because Matt's here, though. Oh, oh, you're too kind. You're far too kind. Uh, I, I, I'm chilling. It was actually crazy just a few days ago. Uh, it was raining like hell. Uh, basically, the road, I'm looking at it right now, the road out of my apartment, completely full. Couldn't get out. Wow. Uh, but we're good now. Uh, the water receded, uh, but it was it was pretty insane for a little bit there. We had people like kayaking all over the place. Oh, that's Seattle for you. I remember last time I said, "How is it in the great state of Seattle?" And you said, "Now, well, Nash, Seattle's not a state." <laughs> and I said, "You're right, Matt. Matt, there's been a lot going on on Twins Twitter for sure, and a lot going on in Twins World. It is uh, it's an interesting time to say the least. What is your uh, what's your takeaway from the Barrios extension with Toronto, and then your uh, your Buxton update. I guess we can get into the Buxton thing after Brios, but let's start with with Jose. Well, yeah, shoot. Let's not kick around the bush, man. Uh, let's see, Brios. I think it was a good deal. I think it was a good deal for both sides. Uh, I think it gave Brios the kind of uh, money and the kind of time that he deserved uh, because he's been, if not the guy that we, uh, we thought he would be, sort of the Cy Young winner, he's been phenomenally consistent, and, and that's worth a lot of money. Uh, so I'm happy for him, happy for Toronto. Uh, I, you know, I, I saw a lot of people upset, understandably so to a degree, that they're like, you know, oh, of course, the Twins let another guy go. You know, uh, of course, we can't re-sign our own guys. And, I, and I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, I was here just a few months ago when we made that trade and everyone loved it. What's, mm-hmm. you know, what happened there? We knew when we give when we gave him up that we were also giving up then the first opportunity to re-sign him. 
Uh, so I'm a, I'm a little bit miffed at then why we're sort of like shocked that he did resign, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was going to come, whether it's now or uh, in free agency. I guess my feeling on it, Matt, was that I thought he was so dead set on getting there. I thought he really wanted to pitch his final year, get to free agency, and then have teams, as Cody put it, kind of court him in free agency. So that was where my surprise came, that he didn't let himself get to free agency. But I guess, I mean, if you went to the Twins and said, I want, you know, six years, $120 million on top of my last year of arbitration bought out, would you have given him that if you were the Twins, Matt? Uh, if I'm the Twins, yeah. I give him that, uh, even, you know, context neutral, even assuming uh, that, you know, we may be going to some quasi, not rebuild, but sort of retool, maybe considering that there might be a burnt year or two or whatever. I, I still give him that 20 million for a solid number two. That's what I see him as perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable. Would you, so we'll get into the free agent starting pitching class a little bit. I don't know what your feeling is on, on, you know, how aggressive the twins will be in any of those areas. But if the twins, this is like the biggest if, and we talked about this last time, if they were to go out and let's say they did land a Ray or a Stroman, and then they had Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. I mean, in that case, for me, it actually changes things. Does that change things for you when you look back on that extension? Cause you say, okay, we got Stroman for whatever it may be, or Ray for five, one twenty or six, one thirty plus Martin, plus Woods Richardson for Barrios. Does that change it for you at all? Uh, I don't know if it does because I think uh, I like looking at moves, uh, at least as far as that goes, as itself. You know, it's it's context right. neutral. We gave up Barrios uh, and we got Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson and whatever happened after that was influenced by uh, other decisions, other uh, things that occurred. So I don't, I don't know if I like this revisionist necessarily uh, – looking back and then saying, uh, oh, but, you know, we eventually got there because we're kind of right now in limbo. We don't know if we're going to get there. And I can anticipate right. we're not going to get there, but we'll get to that discussion <laughs> soon. I, I know we're getting there. I remember, Matt, you said to me last time, you said in the last time we talked, you're like, I have no, this might have been a couple times ago, actually. They kind of run together with us. But you said to me, um, no, I don't believe that they will ever sign a starting free agent starting pitcher because they haven't, or a big time free agent starting pitcher. I said, why don't you think that? You said, because they haven't. Are you still in that boat this offseason? And does where they are in the contention cycle change that at all for you and go even further toward? I don't think they'll they'll do it. Um, well, I think my, my opinion is still there. I still don't think they're gonna do it. I think, you know, we can hope about Robbie Ray, we can hope about you know, sort of those top guys that uh, maybe even Stroman, if you want to consider him one of those top guys. And I'm just like, Oh, we're, you're just setting up to get burned. I'm sorry. Uh, the closest we've got is giving uh, offering however much we offered to you Darvish. And then he turned it down. Uh, other than that, they've been in on guys, uh, but always like 20, 30 million short of what they eventually get. So basically I'm cutting it off as if you're hoping for anyone better than, I don't know, let's say like a John Gray, uh, you're going to be disappointed. I'm sorry. That's just, that's, and, until something changes, that's just how I see it. Yeah. I don't blame you for thinking that way. I mean, you look back at 2019 too, and you know, they were in a spot where it was so obvious that they, they could have done it and they still didn't. Right. Even with that class, this class to me is a little bit different just because that was so top heavy. feels like there's more in that middle tier this year. It was, it was uh, Strasburg and Cole and then kind of a drop off to Wheeler and Keiko and, 
I guess looking back, I'm I'm somewhat glad they didn't get Keiko, but I mean he <laughs> he might have helped this rotation. Who who I want to I I don't want to say it, but I want to say it. I told you I was going to go to the White Sox. Yes, did you on this show? Yeah, I remember yes, that. Yes, oh, I remember that. Yes, you did. Matt Braun called Dallas Keiko to the White Sox. Uh, that was uh, that was a banger there, and we'll see if he has another free agent prediction for you. First, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way. Uh, for sports betting and they're back and better than ever a new web interface for the start of the basketball season more props odds and lines than ever before but online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball college basketball is back to football NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Matt, I'm sorry that was kind of sad. I had to send you away. You're back. <laughs> You're back into the stratosphere, and we're here to talk Byron Buxton because last time we had really, I'm I'm somewhat biased. But I think it might have been the best Byron Buxton conversation, maybe the best conversation in sports podcast history about Byron <laughs> well, Buxton. <laughs> why, why stop there? It was the best conversation in history. The best conversation, period, on air or off air in the history of, of human life, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's your feeling on Buxton today? Uh, not a whole lot has changed uh, as far as, and, and I, I guess I can sum it up for anyone who didn't uh, listen to that. I was pretty firmly in the camp of i don't like extending buxton uh and i'll explain why Uh, i don't want to do it now because that would take 30 minutes as it did when we talked uh but i was in that camp i'm still in that camp but i want to also say for the record that just because i prefer not extending him doesn't mean that i don't also see a path to success if they do extend him uh, it's kind of it's sort of like this 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 balance act. It's maybe like 60 40 uh, in this direction. And it, it completely depends on one, of course, how much money they're going to give them. Uh, and also, too, then how good of a, conti- uh, a contingency plan they have for, uh, let's be honest, when he gets injured. Right. Uh, those, those two things uh, really matter to me. And I honestly can't give a fair sense. Uh, I can't give a, a like a fair uh, description of my thoughts until those kind of play out. So how will you feel, Mac? Because it, it certainly feels like, and Ken Rosenthal reporting this yesterday with Dan Hayes, that it's likely, was Rosenthal's word, I believe, it's likely that Buxton will be traded. So is your feeling on that, what's going to be your reaction to that? Is it going to really matter on the package? Or are you going to be someone, because there's going to be a subset of fans who are just going to be like, I don't care what they got. Um, you know, there'll be a subset of analysts and, and twins writers and bloggers that will say, or who will say, I, I don't care what they got. They traded Byron Buxton and that's, you know, a terrible move. Oh boy. Where did I even start with that one? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Well, obviously, uh, you got to make sure it's a good package. I'm not just in that camp. Oh, just get rid of him. You know, you know, yeah. what, whatever you got to get him back. Uh, you got to get something back in return. Uh, what I do find interesting, you said the word he used was likely, correct? Yes. Okay. So I'm not sure how much of that is honest and how much of that is an accurate reflection of what the twins believe and how much of that is sort of then playing into the – because remember, whenever a reporter says something, whenever something is leaked, 
someone is leaking it for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're leaking this so that they can gain leverage in something, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, gain an edge. So I'm thinking potentially even them saying it's likely we're going to deal them. That might work in the opposite direction that they, now that they, it, it's public that they're like, Hey, you know, we don't like this guy. We want to get rid of him. If I'm Buxton, if I'm his agent, I come back saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You want, you want to get rid of us? And then maybe that affects the negotiation somehow. I don't know. I'm not in those conversations, so I can't tell you what's happening. Uh, but all I would say for that is be, be, be weary of these kind of things. You should never take them at face value. That's a great point. And that's, uh, you know, reminds me of, I always think of the off season when we first started doing these together too, thinking about the Donaldson sweepstakes or the Wheeler sweepstakes or whatever. But I remember with Donaldson specifically saying the twins were out leaking that they were out there. So we're no, we're no longer in the bidding anymore. And mm-hmm. you're right. These things happen. It happens in, in every walk of, of free agency and every sport. So that's a really good point. But looking at this off season, Matt, how high are your expectations for actual meaningful additions for 2022 and beyond? Um, I don't know. I, I don't, really have a read on what they're going to do simply because uh, I feel like in almost every other offseason we've had under this front office, what they needed to do was so obvious that it was, it was more predictable, you know, them coming in uh, before 2017 they're like, okay, so they're just taking over. Probably not going to do much. I believe all they really did was sign Jason Castro uh, and then going into 2018. All right. We just made the playoffs. They got to make some moves. You know, we saw Lance Lynn, Logan Morrison, uh, Jake Odorizzi, and others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Seemed like they were good moves. We know how that played out. And then 2018, uh, again, it seemed like, okay, well, that was somewhat fluky. Let, let's try it again. Then we saw Nelson Cruz. Uh, then we saw uh, Marwin Gonzalez. And we saw CJ Crone and all these other guys. Uh, and then 2020, I'm going to stop there because this is going to take a long time. But now here, I'm just like, ah, dude, I don't know. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. Uh, all the All the – Traditional core that we think of, guys like Kepler, Polanco, Sano, uh, Garver, they're all getting a little bit older. They're now getting to the point where you're either going to have to pay them or, uh, you know, make a decision about what their future is. So that makes things tough. You got to balance the starting rotation or entirely lack thereof. Uh, you got to balance all of these things at once where it's just like, dude, I don't, I have no idea. So they could go out tomorrow and they could, it would be announced they signed John Gray. And they could go out tomorrow and they could announce they signed Jorge Polanco when I would not be, sh- or they traded Jorge Polanco. And I would not be shocked either way, if that makes any sense. That's actually excellent, Matt. That's so true. I think that's so true. I'm also sitting here like, I don't know. I've I've been under the assumption that they're going to make some moves or try to make some moves. But it's possible, like with every signing that happens that isn't the twins, I'm like, ooh, maybe they are taking that path. And the path that I'm talking about, I think you're talking about too, is the one that you were favoring with me a few months back, which was let's, and it was, as I thought about it and and think about what's best for the organization, of course I saw that perspective and I thought, Ooh, that might be the best thing for them. Right. And it was, let's, let's get these guys up. Let's get Balazovic, Winder, Sands, whoever's healthy and in the upper minors and succeeding. Let's get them up as soon as possible. Let's see what we have here. Let's run it back with Polanco. Maybe, I don't know if you you said like move Kepler, move Buxton. I assume move Buxton because you're not extending them. But move the move some of your veterans, get some young players in return, get these pitchers up, get Miranda up, and let's let's see what we have in 2023, and that'll help – or in 2022, and that will help us for 2023. Are you still there? 
Uh, I'm still there. If I were, you know, if I were a GM, God help me. Uh, that's that's what I would be doing if I was the Twins. I'd be looking at longer term longer term deals with younger guys. I'd be looking at maybe dropping a guy or two, uh, and then that would kind of be it. I'd say, all right, off you go. Let's have fun in 2022. You know? Yeah, it might be fun, man. It might be a really fun year, like a transition year. Maybe you have some breakouts. Maybe Kirilov really breaks out, or Miranda breaks out, and. If that's the case, you find out, right? You say, oh, now we really are cooking with peanut oil and we can make moves for next year, um, which would be 2023. I've always just thought like maybe they could make some moves that would help them a little bit in 2022 and then especially in 2023, like a two or a three year deal, like you mentioned, John Gray, something that will help them in not only 2023, but maybe compete in 22. What's your view of this division for next year? Because I think that's a big part of it. And if the, the playoffs are expanded is a, is a factor, but What's your just base view of, of the central for 2022? Uh, well, I think it's going to be more interesting than it has been the last few years. Uh, Cause now it seems like Detroit's really focused on uh, getting better. You know, just signed Eduardo Rodriguez uh, apparently are in on Carlos Correa. We'll see on that. Uh, but still, even then, uh, you know, just getting Rodriguez, just changing their sort of tone as far as what their future is. Uh, I think that makes them more of a threat than they have been in years past. Uh, you know, Kansas City, they got Bobby Witt on the come up. I, I don't really know what else they're going to do. I, I, they got a lot of starting pitchers, actually. Uh, so, again, they could be a threat. Uh, Cleveland are, is going to Cleveland. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to win 78 to 82 games, you know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, like, and, like clockwork. <laughs> like clockwork. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the White Sox are still going to be the cream of the crop for the next year or two, the way I see it. Uh, So that's sort of why I'm playing into this. You know, I I think going into 2022 with this sort of half shot uh, or this sort of not full capacity uh, attempt would be a bad idea because the division is going to be so much stronger because it's no longer be, I I don't anticipate one team cakewalking everything else uh, and then getting swept in DS as they always do. Uh, And so that's why I'm saying, okay, let's hold back on 2022, build up again make 2023 this sort of all-out offensive and then see where that takes us. It's an interesting point. And I also think of, and you remember coming off 2018, that offseason, going into 2019 with, I think, an over-under at 81 or 82 wins. So, I mean, you could you could say that offseason that they took a little bit of the half approach, signing Martin Perez. You know, Nelly was a big addition, obviously. Um, Scope Crone, you mentioned the additions they made. Not expected to be a a good team necessarily like a solid team right in that 78 to 82 win range and then all of a sudden it just kind of took off and they took advantage of a weak division but I think a big part of that was the division was so weak right so I think that's a factor is how weak really is this division and I agree with you I think Detroit will be better um if you look at this offseason for the twins Matt and they come out of it with uh Alex Cobb who I talked about today on the podcast is their best starting pitching uh free agent signing and then they go get, you know, Freddie Galvis and go back into 2022 with Kepler still on the team, with Sano still on the team, with those guys still on the team. Would you look at that as being a failure of an offseason? Uh, I would look at that as being exactly what I anticipate, uh, really. <laughs> yeah, Alex Cobb and that's Freddie, I'm, just like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's that's a punt if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, it's funny. The second uh, someone first mentioned Alex Cobb to the Twins, I don't know if it was you, I don't know if it was Cody, uh, the second it like entered my brain, I'm like, oh my God, that's so happening. Isn't yep, it? It's so happening. It's, yeah. it's just, you couldn't dream of a better combination. And I think that's a real sad thing to say, Yeah, but it's kind of, 
we know how it goes. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree that they, they shouldn't go middle. They shouldn't go halfway is what I should say. They shouldn't go halfway. Like choose a side. Is that what you're saying too? Just choose a side. If you're going to go, go. If you're not going to go, don't go. Just don't sit in the middle. Yeah, choose a side. I mean, if you are going to sign some guys, sign some guys just because fundamentally you're going to need people. Uh, <laughs> people are going to get injured. You're going to need players. Guy. Yeah, you need players. As I said, maybe have one or two of the kind of what you were talking about, the, the longer term guys uh, just to be there. Uh, but yeah, I don't, if you're going to sign Alex Cobb, Freddie Galvis, uh, maybe trade for another like mid-tier starter, sign another reliever arm or two. I'm just sort of like, what, what are we doing? You know, what's as, as you say that, I, just, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> as you're saying oh, that, man. I'm like, that's that seems like the most likely scenario, unfortunately, um, for 2022. Matt, we're going to do a thing right now to finish up today. Uh, I know it's quick. I apologize because we're comparing it to last time when we talked forever, <laughs> as we always could. Let's do uh, a little thing now. So right at the beginning of the offseason, November 17th is today. We're going to have you back on. I'm going to try to do monthly. So like if you want to come on in December <laughs> at some time and then January and then February, I want your twins win prediction for 2022 on November 17th. You're not like with your expectations for what they'll do this offseason. I want your win prediction today and then we'll get it and we'll look back. Okay. I like this. I like this. Win prediction. Okay. So if you think they're going to just kind of sit, you could say, oh, I think it'll be, you know, whatever. But whatever yeah, you think yeah. is going to happen. Uh, I think right now probably 70, 70 games. 70 games. November 17th, Matt Brown, you heard it first. Twins, 70 <laughs> and what is that, 92 next year. So we're avoiding 100 losses again, right? That's, uh, that's <laughs> I mean, terrible, I guess. God, that's a terrible <laughs> banner to put up. <laughs> Avoided 100, I guess, in the American League Central. It's uh, it's even – actually, last year is even more of an accomplishment, right? That division was uh, was horrendous. Matt, thank you so much. Really appreciate you always. Again, Matt's coming back, so Twins fans, don't be sad. Matt will be <laughs> back to give us his prediction after the Twins sign. Alex Cobb. Matt, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, you can see it on the screen if you're on YouTube, but for those listening on wherever they get their podcast, where can they follow you on Twitter and find your work? Oh, absolutely. Follow me at uh, Matthew underscore B twins on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been writing like at all. Uh, I've been stuck doing senior stuff. Just I, oh. I'm already writing so much on as far as essays and like history stuff. I don't I don't feel any need writing intensive. Oh my God. It's insane. Yes. I li literally, I'm going to close this browser and I'm going to go work on an essay right now. <laughs> like that is actually going to happen. Matt, think about the, uh, you know, a journalism school is a little bit less work than that, but uh, thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk soon. Okay. Of course. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.